0: And Clayton is standing by on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. You're doing good? Yeah. Are you pumped up? Is Michigan going to lose again this year?
1: Um, Probably, but I think there's a chance they don't, too, which makes it exciting. Okay, so, hold
0: on. Probably, but there's a chance they don't. Come on, Clayton. Well, yeah. You got to pick one. I'm, I don't think they're going to lose another game this year.
1: I think they'll probably lose a tight one in Columbus. That's what I would predict as of today. But Are
0: you wearing a Buckeye hat right now and working at the TheWolverine.com? How does that go over for HR if you got Buckeye gear on?
1: Hey, man, I just say what I think. Tell it how it is. I mean, you know, I mean. Yeah, I say I what I think be-
0: and somehow I've survived almost 31 years doing a talk show.
1: You're the best. I mean, you do a great job. Obviously, you got staying power. Yeah, no, I I think I've been
0: lucky. All right, so what what do you think? uh, Because you look at, the I really think their lines and their defense, which is number one in the nation in almost every category, nobody saw that coming. Their line was voted best offensive line in college football last year. They're even better uh, this year. They got Corum, who I think Corum or Stroud wins or loses at Heisman uh, in Columbus, whoever wins that game and has the bigger day. Uh, This team took it to the next level for at least where we're at right now from a year ago. I find that amazing.
1: It is crazy to think about. I mean, they were a good team last year, but they skated by a few of those games. And now uh, they've had one game that's ended in single digits, and I know the schedule has been easier, not only in the non-conference, but there's some teams in the Big Ten that have been down. They had to go to Nebraska, tough environment last year, Penn State, all that stuff, Michigan State as well. Um, but you're right. I mean, the defense is arguably better. I actually think it is better. Um, again, the big test at the end of the regular season will kind of be that barometer then. But for now, I think it's better. I think the offensive line is actually quite a bit better, especially when it's healthy. I know they've had, I think, six or seven different starting combinations in there, but they're deeper, and guys are being able to fill in because you're going to have those nicks and bruises throughout a season. Um, And then I think there's just more talent around. Even look at the offense with, I know the wide receivers haven't been great, but you have Ronnie Bell back. I mean, it just feels like, this team is trending in the right direction, and they started from a really high point.
0: His name is Clayton Safe here from the Wolverine.com joining us, talking Michigan football. Uh, is it simple to say now that I know Hooker's out there, but he didn't have a good game against Georgia, and I'm not going with the TCU quarterback after the Texas game. I really think this Heisman race, and Bryce Young is out of it, it's Stroud or Corum, and whoever has the bigger game, ever team wins in Columbus, I think they're winning the trophy.
1: Yeah, if Caleb Williams from USC is still in the mix, I would think he'd probably be there too. But I think you're right. I mean, I think people for several weeks now have been sleeping on Blake Coram's chances because he's just been so good. He has over 1,000 yards now just in the Big Ten season alone. Uh, he's had over 100 yards in every Big Ten game. That is really, really impressive stuff. And like you said, he's going to have a chance to have those signature moments in Columbus. The same with C.J. Stroud. So uh, the winner of that game, I think you know, if Michigan wins, I think Corum's going to have at least a buck fifty, could be more. If Ohio State wins, I think CJ Stroud's going to have a great day. So um, I think you're right, and that game, all eyes are going to be on it. It's probably going to be number two versus number three. So you're going to have the chance to uh, you know have that signature moment like like every Heisman winner seems to have. So uh, Corum's just been incredible. He's another position where Hassan Haskins and him you know combined to be a great backfield last season, but him alone and Donovan Edwards sprinkled in as well, uh, I think are even better of a backfield. And that's saying a lot because they were really good back there last year. So Blake Horan's been incredible. Um, And it's it's just been really fun to watch the way he moves the chains, the way he's running with power, in addition to the speed. This last game, 162 yards, I believe it was. But his longest runs were two 12-yarders. So that means he was just bleeding them to death with five, six, seven yards, picking up first downs. And it was really frustrating, uh, I think, if you're Nebraska's defense on Saturday.
0: Coram, the way he can stop on a dime and then shift gears yeah. and find the hole. It, it's almost like I'm watching this and I'm seeing like a Barry Sanders light to a point. Not, not as crazy coming out of a pack of guys, but the way he stops, cuts, accelerates to the hole. And I'm talking about Coram. It's an amazing thing to watch.
1: It is. He does have a Barry Sanders a little bit. Obviously, I wasn't. Uh, you know, around for his heyday, but you watching the highlights growing up, a Lions. Fan. How how the old were
0: he... you when Barry Sanders was running with the Lions?
1: And I was born in '96, so I mean, wow. I think some of those early '90s wasn't around. But um, yeah. the way he runs so low, though, too. You're, right, I've seen that comparison a lot. You know, we're not calling him Barry Sanders, but in terms of style, and you know, when there's a guy there and he's able to. He doesn't just run through guys, but there's a guy in front of him that's about to tackle him, and then he can't even touch him, and and then they're looking behind them like, what just happened? So it's been incredible to watch, and there's some of those, if you take a still shot at some of those, when he's in the hole, there's kind of guys all around him, and then he ends up cutting it back for a Um, 50-yarder. It's crazy to watch. You just kind of shake your head.
0: You know, I'm looking at the college football playoff rankings from last week. I don't think they're going to change. It's going to be Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. But you're looking at the teams that realistically have a shot to to be in the final for college football playoff, and Oregon is done after losing. USC is hanging around to a point, and you're you know Clemson. I don't think unless everyone just decided to get upset by nobodies. North Carolina is one of uh, what the seven teams that you know has one loss. uh, this really is setting up, as I talked to Ballas about earlier, that if TCU and USC can lose, then Michigan-Ohio State loser is looking really strong at getting a college football playoff berth.
1: It's incredible. They've gotten a lot of help over the last couple of weeks in that regard. They're the loser of the Michigan-Ohio State game, that is, whoever it is. Um, you're right, USC, they still have to play UCLA, who I know they lost this past weekend, but that's still... A really good team, in my opinion. And you have to play Notre Dame, who's dangerous. You know, not a great team, but we saw what they did to Clemson. It was a little bit fraudulent. And then TCU has a good chance of losing. I don't know who exactly it would be in the Big 12 championship game at this point. Um, haven't looked at it today, but uh, you're right. I think those two teams could potentially lose. And then it would be surprising, in my opinion, if the loser of Michigan-Ohio State, assuming it's a pretty close game and both teams look good, uh, which I think it probably will be, Uh, would get in. Uh, Tennessee, I don't think, is going to lose, so they're going to sneak in and probably deserve to be in as well. But uh, it's incredible. Michigan could be one of the select few teams in all of college football to make two straight college football playoffs. I think it's only uh, three teams, I believe, Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson that have made two straight. Georgia's been there a few times, but I don't believe off the top of my head they've been there two in a row. So Michigan would be an elite company there. And, again, it's just a testament to – what these last couple of years have been they've won 12 straight big 10 games the most uh, in michigan since 1996 to 98 you're talking about some of the best stretches in program history and there's kind there's some parallels to that as well 06 both michigan and ohio state were 10 and 0 uh, obviously 11 and 0 going into that one so it's it's shaping up to be one of those hallmark type of seasons
0: his name is Clayton Safey from the wolverine.com talking michigan football On the Meyer Guest Line, you can follow everything Michigan football and all University of Michigan athletics at thewolverine.com. So you mentioned you thought Ohio State in a close one in Columbus. What's keeping you from saying Michigan goes down there and wins? Like you'd be totally sold on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not totally sold that Ohio State's going to win the game, but I do think um, them at home is going to be tough. I do think that defense has improved, and I know – We've seen some flaws. I know Northwestern ran for over 200 yards on them last week, and you know they still don't look as physical as really they wanted to be the whole offseason there. Talking to you know different writers who cover Ohio State, the whole offseason, everything Ryan Day said and Jim Doles, their new defensive coordinator, said was they're aiming to be more physical. I haven't seen that necessarily, but I do think that pass game is really good. Those receivers are incredible, including Marvin Harrison Jr., who's one of the best you know, at the college level, potentially of all time when it's, when it's said and done. Um, you know, I know their run game is a little suspect, but I would just handicap them as a, you know, a few point favorite. Uh, but I do like the makeup of this Michigan team. And there are a lot of people concerned about the past game and rightfully so over the last couple of weeks. But I also think that there's going to be some wrinkles in there that they throw in for an Ohio state. And it's something huge. We talked about all season. You kept asking, you know, how much of this playbook have they shown? I, I think they've shown a good deal of it, but I think there are some things out there like play action where it works almost every time they do it, but they just haven't done it that much. I think we're going to see more of it in Columbus, so that'll give them a chance. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it could go either way. Um, I know that's hedging right there and and whatever, but I think Ohio State has a slight edge because of an improved defense playing at home. It's hard to win there. Michigan hasn't done it since 2000, but they're going to have a heck of a chance, and I think it's going to be an epic game.
0: Clayton, I know there's the focus, obviously, and rightfully so, on number 3 Michigan when it comes to football, but the start for Juwan Howard and Michigan basketball, what has caught your attention?
1: Yeah, uh, Hunter Dickinson's been incredible, as as we expected, but I still think there are a lot of question marks on the roster around him, and you're going to have to see guys develop. It's going to take a little bit of time. Uh, I think they can be better than last year, which isn't saying a ton, given that they didn't even win 20 games. They went 19 and 15, made the Sweet 16. But uh, I think Jalen Llewellyn at the point guard spot, we saw him be up and down the other night against Eastern Michigan. Uh, that was a great environment, by the way, to be at in, in Detroit. Just a just a fun game to watch overall with Imani Bates. Uh, and then Jet Howard was so good in the opener and then really struggled against Eastern Michigan. I think he's going to have growing pains, but I, I really like that kid, and I think he has elite upside. Um, so I think it's going to take some time, but I think by the time we're talking about this team in January, maybe mid-January, I think it's going to be one of the better ones in the Big Ten. Uh, they got a good opportunity this week in Brooklyn in the Legends Classic, play Pittsburgh, VCU, uh, and potentially Arizona State. Not great teams, but you know, solid, uh, some high majors in there, and I think they can you know, continue to improve. They just need to you know, stay out of some bad losses here early, and they should build up a decent resume.
0: Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com team in Ann Arbor. You can follow everything University of Michigan Athletics 24-7 at the Wolverine.com. Clayton, thanks for the update. We'll uh, jump back in on Friday with you and get your prediction on the Illinois game. Perfect. Looking forward to it. All right, Clayton Safey, check it in on the Meyer guest site. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics.